Hey there, friends. You are listening to episode number three of the Global Voices Show. The date is July 3rd, 2006. At the Global Voices website, we write. Over here at the Global Voices Show, we talk. Sometimes we sing. We laugh, and the day we find something to cry about, you can bet we'll do that too, as we compile excerpts from podcasts originating in the four corners of the globe. I'm Georgia Popplewell, the Global Voices editor for the Caribbean, coming to you from Trinidad and Tobago. And you can visit our website at globalvoicesonline.org, where you'll also find the notes and links for this episode number three, which takes us today to the Philippines for a couple of lessons in Tagalog, one of the country's official languages and to the West Bank of Israel, where we'll hear the wrenching testimony of an Israeli soldier about the experience of being the occupier. We'll also listen in as a group of Trinidad and Tobago's top geeks discusses the arrival of competition in the country's telecom sector, and hear a little reminiscence about the 2002 World Cup from a citizen of Senegal. And while Argentina and Brazil may have been knocked out of this year's World Cup, they're very much present on the Global Voices show. We'll be visiting Buenos Aires for a taste of Argentina's flamboyant and beautiful national music and checking in on the iSummit 2006 conference which took place last week in Rio de Janeiro. But first, let's make our way over to Chennai, India, from where Kiruba Shankar of Podview chatted recently with Sujata Jagannathan, co-founder of the Podbazaar podcast community. Hi Suja, welcome to the show. Hi Kiruba, thanks for having me on your show. Um... Let's first get started with um, with Pod Bazaar. So um, you were you had this passion for radio, right? And is that what triggered this interest for you to start uh, a podcasting company? Uh, that is correct. Actually, um, like you mentioned, Pod Bazaar was started by uh, Sri Ram Krishnan and and me. And uh, so I have always been interested in uh, radio first as an avid listener and then as a broadcaster. And I actually host um, a South Asian radio show in Orange County from one of the local radio stations. And uh, we discovered uh, podcasting. Uh, Shiram's a big techie guy. And uh, when, uh, you know, in this process uh, with technology and broadcasting, our two loves, we found that podcasting was a good uh, a uh, combination of both. And uh, sometime last year, uh, that's when uh, iTunes uh, actually incorporated uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I searched for um, South Asian podcasts, and you won't believe that I couldn't find a single one. And that's when we thought that if we are searching for South Asian podcasts, there might be other people like us who are also searching for programs, especially, you know, the diaspora that is away from home, is searching for programs off home and from home. And that was uh, why we started Pod Bazaar. Sujata Jagannathan interviewed by Kiruba Shankar of Podview. And listen to the whole of that interview at the Podview page at Pod Bazaar. Staying now in Asia, but moving several thousand miles to the east, we land in the Philippines, one of the most, perhaps the most, vibrant podcast-producing countries in Southeast Asia. The following excerpt is from the Viloria.com Pinoy podcast, and should come in handy the next time you eat in a Filipino restaurant. Now in the Philippines, people call restaurants by any of the following. They say restaurant, 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 
or Pansiteria. A Pansiteria is a Chinese restaurant. So when you get to the restaurant, you usually ask for the menu and you say, Waiter, pahingi po ng menu. Waiter, pahingi po ng menu. Or waiter, the menu please. In the polite form. Or, waiter, ang menu nga. Waiter, ang menu nga. Or waiter, the menu. In the not-so-polite form. Manuel Viloria of the Viloria.com Pinoy podcast. And that is one where you will definitely want to visit the website and check out the show notes, which include a list of vocabulary and phrases covered in the episode. It is said to have originated in Uruguay, and apparently it takes two to dance it. But today, the tango, the dance as well as the musical style, is most closely associated with Argentina, and notably the city of Buenos Aires, home base of Juan Esposito and Mabel Pramparo, hosts of the delightful Tango City Tour podcast. Tango City Tour recently celebrated its first anniversary and marked the occasion with an episode dedicated to one of the country's greatest interpreters of this gorgeously flamboyant musical form, Carlos Gardel. The excerpt I'm going to play for you is from the shortened English-language version of Tango City Tour, but you'll definitely want to check out the longer Spanish-language version as well. Tango City Tour. Carlos Gardel's nationality and date of birth are still a controversial issue among historians and researchers. The truth is that Gardel lived in Buenos Aires from a very early age. He liked singing and his ambition was to sing popular music. In his early years as a singer, Gardel's role models were the Payadores, whose improvised songs had a very peculiar style and lyrics. 1917 was the landmark year in the history of local popular music. The poet Pascual Contursi wrote the lyrics of the very first tango song, entitled Mi Noche Triste, My Sad Night, and Samuel Castriota composed its music. Some months later, Carlos Gardel recorded Mi Noche Triste and thus became the first national tango singer. This event marked a turning point in the history of tango because it drew a line between folk and tango singers. Carlos Gardel was a pioneer in the history of tango. In the 1920s, he created a personal style that future tango singers would try to emulate in their years to come. We will now listen to the original 1970 version of Mi Noche Triste. To listen to Mi Noche Triste and more from Carlos Gardel, step on over to the Tango City Tour podcast from Buenos Aires. And you're listening, of course, to the Global Voices show, for which you can find show notes and links at globalvoicesonline.org. How does it feel to be an occupier? An enforcer of rules and conditions you may, or may not, believe in. Our next excerpt, taken from the latest edition of the Beyond the Wall podcast, focuses on an organization called Breaking the Silence. Breaking the Silence was founded by Yehuda Shal, an ex-member of the Israeli forces who felt that the real story of the area known as the Occupied Territories wasn't being told. This clip is actually one of the testimonials collected by Shal's organization from members of the Israeli forces working in the area. It's read by volunteer Luke Carey. Be it during the day or at night, whenever I feel like it, we choose a house on the map according to the geographical position of our unit at the time. We feel like it, that's the one we choose, and we go on in. If I tried to imagine the reverse situation, 
if they had entered my home, not a police force with a warrant, but a unit of soldiers. If they had burst into my home, shoved my mother and my little sister into my bedroom, and forced my father and my younger brother and me into the living room, pointed their guns at us, laughing, smiling, and we didn't always understand what the soldiers were saying while they emptied the drawers and searched through my things. Oops, it fell, broken. All kinds of photos of my grandmother and grandfather. All kinds of sentimental things that you wouldn't want anyone else to see. Wouldn't want them infringing on your privacy. Listen to that episode in its entirety at the Beyond the Wall podcast. Some amazing and some not-so-amazing scenes were witnessed back in April of this year when competition was finally introduced into the newly liberalized telecom sector in Trinidad and Tobago with the arrival of the cellular services company Digicel. Here's one take on the situation from the gentleman of the Trinidad and Tobago Computer Society podcast. I'm David Ann. With me here is Richard, Anno and Mike. Well, the biggest news... We have competition in phones. Yes. Oh, yes. Digicel officially opened for business April 6th, 2006. Well, opened for business in Trinidad. In Trinidad, yes. And to people in 2000. People were, people were practically climbing on top of each other to get in <laughs> some of the stores. Well, I have to say, though, but TSTT dropped their rates like the week just before. They gave us huge lines outside the TSTT's offices as well. Yeah, well, not just the rates, but the phones. That's right. There was a special on you. You get two phones for... Two phones for the price of one, but I believe it was one prepaid and one postpaid. Wow. Uh, also, the prepaid phones, I believe, dropped as low as $50. Yeah, well, $49 with a $10 credit on it. They, they then brought back one of those models that they were selling for 150 with much more credit on the phone. I mean, I have bought more phones in the last... <laughs> two months than I've Who has tried out Digicel? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, um, let's put it this way. You don't spend about 25% of the call going, what, what was me? that? Can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear me now? Is that better? <laughs> no, you know, it, it just works. Listen to the whole of that episode to hear more about the Trinidad and Tobago telecoms and IT scenes. The opening match win by Senegal over the French team led by Zinedine Zidane in the 2002 World Cup was one of the great upsets in the history of the tournament. So great, in fact, that four years later, they're still talking about it on the streets of Dakar. The following commentary from a Senegalese football fan was recorded in May 2006 by Mehdi Aoudig for Arte Radio. And you'll hear the fan mention the word marabout. A marabout is a sort of spiritual leader. Foot au Senegal from Arte Radio. <laughs> What the entrepreneurs? By some kind of miracle, Senegal beat France. There was a level of faith among Africans that was unshakable. And we had the marabou. Here in Senegal, people believe very strongly in marabou. In a way, Zidane underestimated the Senegalese. He said that Senegal was the World Cup's gift to the other teams. 
But he didn't understand the Senegalese. Here in Senegal, we don't like that kind of thing. We don't like to be underestimated. Foot au Senegal from Arte Radio. Listen to the rest of that episode as well for opinions as to why Senegal's national team didn't make it to this year's World Cup. Now, why Brazil? And this time I'm not referring to the World Cup. I'm talking about the iSummit 06 conference, which took place last weekend in Rio de Janeiro, bringing together members of iCommons, as the international umbrella body for Creative Commons licensed projects is called. In this interview recorded at the event, Heather Ford, executive director of iCommons, answers the question. Um, why are um, we in Rio de Janeiro? What were the reasons for this hosting country or hosting place? Well, first of all, um, that uh, CC Brazil were, were kind enough and probably crazy enough to offer to host it. Um, and we were really excited about that because... Um, for a lot of us, we see um, Brazil as kind of the home of free culture, um, and we are really inspired by what Brazil has done, and and that's really around um, the this amazing, um, very broad-based movement that's that's in, that started in Brazil and, and inspired a lot, I think, by um, Gilberto Gil, um, Minister of Culture, who supported. Um, who supported the Creative Commons and launched the Creative Commons movement in, in Brazil. Um, and then also um, their um, the development agenda at WIPO and their inspiration around that. And just their kind of independent spirit has has made it the perfect place for us to, to run this summit. Heather Ford, Executive Director of iCommons, last week in Rio de Janeiro. Listen to more of that interview to hear about the exciting projects being undertaken by iCommons. The Trinidadian singer David Rudder once said that the acronym IMF stood not for International Monetary Fund, but for Islands Must Fail. From the sound of this last excerpt, I suspect that Singapore's Mr. Brown, host of the Mr. Brown Show, and his trusty sidekick Mr. Miyagi might well agree. Hi, it's Mr. Brown. And this is Mr. Miyagi. Hello, everybody. The World Bank and the International Monetary Fund meeting is going to be here soon. And Singaporeans have been practicing their smiles. This is so that delegates coming for the annual meeting are greeted with 4 million smiles instead of the more familiar street protests at other venues. 4 million people smiling at you. That would be a little bit spooky, don't you think? Yep. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? Is the meeting starting soon? Is this the right place? Yep. Right place, starting soon. It's a bit quiet, isn't it? Where are the street protests? There aren't any, only these strange smiling people. Hello, sir. Welcome to Singapore. Uh, hello. Hello, sir. Welcome to Singapore. Yes, yes, uh, uh, thank you. The unstoppable Mr. Brown, direct from Singapore. As we come to the end of this third episode of the Global Voices Show, a million thanks for listening, folks. And a special thank you to those who have sent in suggestions for podcasts to be featured on the show. Show notes and links for this episode are, of course, available at globalvoicesonline.org, where you can also leave us a comment. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. The music tracks you've heard on this show are Roots Fi Cool by Burning Babylon from the album Knives to the Treble. That one's available from magnitude.com. And in the background, you're hearing Talassa by Sol Carlius from the album Primarius. Grab that one at gemendo.com. 
The Global Voices Show is a production of Global Voices and is created with the collaboration of the Global Voices team of editors, authors, and friends. I'm Georgia Popplewell, bidding you farewell and leaving you in the company of some beautiful harmonies from Mali. Here is Génération Mode, recorded by Samuel Hirsch for Arte Radio on a rooftop in Bamako. Nous vivons dans un monde où le mal se fait. Nous vivons dans un monde où le mal se fait. Malgré la mort de Christ, l'homme n'a pas changé. Malgré la mort de Christ, l'homme n'a pas changé. Génération mode, mode pas mode. 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 Génération mode, mode Génération mode, mode pas mode. Génération mode, mode pas mode. Génération mode. Parce que mon ami a construit une maison, je dois avoir pour moi. Parce que mon ami a payé une voiture là, je dois acheter pour moi. Parce que mon ami a acheté un portable là, je dois avoir le mien. Domaine Webo, Zraiba Kobaka. Domaine Webo, Zraiba Kobaka. Kobaka et Kobaka. Zraiba Kobaka. Kobaka et Kobaka. Zraiba Kobaka. Adam and Webo. 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 Il s'est en Samuel.